Welcome, welcome. I am Dina, and this is Discussions with Dina. I want to welcome you today. I want to invite you to listen to this podcast on Google Play. You can listen to it on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. I wanted to talk today about what we are seeing here in America. And not just America, it has spread around the entire world. But what is amazing to me, and I am sure that many of you are seeing it as well, is the number of Caucasians or non-white people, non-black people, excuse me, that are participating in these protests. And I can't help but wonder what is really going on here. If there are this many people who are white of the Caucasian persuasion and many Asians, I've seen a plethora of people, but I can't help but wonder about the hypocrisy involved in this. There are so, so many people that are now a part of this protest. And I would think that we would be asking ourselves, how many of these people are legitimately concerned about police brutality, racism, and discrimination against black people? Because I am certainly questioning why there are so many today that claim to be against what the system of government in America is known to have established in regards to black people. I have seen um, white women holding up signs or writing on the back of their shirts that um, that black people or black men are supposed to get behind them if they start firing. (laughs) That's not the quote exactly, but I want to find it so I can share it with you. And I just thought, (laughs) at first I thought it was hilarious. Then I thought, oh, there's something deeper to this. And I hope that we, as black people, are not falling for the okie doke. Now everybody is on board and appreciating you. One of the posts that I found a bit concerning, and this was um, somebody by the name of Ratliff Love posted. It said, and there's it's showing a white woman with a t-shirt on, and she's t- standing with her back to the camera. And this is what is written on the back of her shirt. It says, if they open fire, stand behind me. Then there's another picture of a black man 
that is hugging her and he's not just hugging her he's embracing her there's one arm around her neck and then there's one around her waist and it's a very message sending subliminal message sending picture and then there was someone by the name of Tavares Richardson that responded to this picture and this is what he said or she said them white bitches do appreciate us low key more than black women but that's another story D-O-U 100 I don't know what the D-O-U is but <laughs> I just saw this picture and I thought here we go again it seems that we as black people are so in need of acceptance from those people that are a part of the dominating society that we accept anything and our emotions completely rule our thoughts and this is what I'm seeing and I'm recognizing with this movement now it is a good thing to have an uprising a protest because change is needed and I am for change but I think a lot of this what we're seeing is just a lot of nonsense and fakeness it's a lot of hypocrisy out here and what I keep asking myself is if all of these white people and non-black people are in support of us why are we still dealing with racism and discrimination why is it even necessary for a protest where are all these so-called good white people in everyday life that are standing out there that are looting that are protesting where are you I'm going to tell you where they are because we like to say that all white people are not racist. And I'm sure many of you may believe that. And in fact, they may believe it. The thing is, what they realize is there is a privilege here in America and in many other places that people who are white enjoy what's called white privilege and they are aware of it this is why you see the white women out there with the sign saying if they open fire stand behind me because that's a bold statement for a white woman to say <laughs> it means to me that they recognize their white privilege and they're putting it there to say that they wouldn't dare shoot me what I'm hoping is that black people are not getting caught up with the um, emotions in this particular situation because I think the narrative is being changed. I think that having others join onto this movement is taken away from the initial purpose of it. Not that you can't have supporters of the movement. But if this is something that involves 
black people and benefits black people to begin with, we have to be the ones to initiate it, plan it, and keep the movement alive. I don't say that black people cannot, that black people who have befriended white people or their white groups that are in support of black lives mattering to the rest of the dominant people. I don't say that you cannot support black people, but I think the black movement should be done by black people. We're the only people that can actually change our situation. So it's okay if you feel like you want to assist, but this movement should be done, initiated, and headed by black people for black people. I feel like the best way that non-black people can support our people is by going to your own people and fighting on our behalf. This is our fight. That doesn't mean you can't assist, but we have to be very careful when we see that there are more non-blacks fighting on our behalf than there are blacks. You know, we have always wanted so much for white people in this society to accept us as one of them. So oftentimes, we allow them to take over what we start when they join with us, but what they do, they end up changing the narrative. Fighting for justice, equality, and freedom from their oppression has to be something that we do. Now we can, I know many of us have thought and believe that befriending and marrying and um, reproducing with them would change racism or the way in which we are treated in this society. And I'm sure most of you have experienced that. Now you know that's not the answer. This is something that we must do ourselves. Of course they can help because the best thing that they can do in their roles as allies is speak to their own people. Aid in changing this culture of that myth of white supremacy because there's not right white supremacy in reality. What there is is a system that has been designed to assist them in their oppression of the darker people that they brought over here as slaves. Not only that, but the system was set up at even AIDS and harm in other groups, but we're talking about us specifically at this time. And we have to keep that narrative on us, black people. We can't be afraid to say black people, not people of color, not that there aren't things that they need and desire, and not that they are treated, aren't treated unjustly, but we're talking about black people exclusively. Because many times, when we fight for things to benefit us, 
when we're lumped into other groups, those other groups tend to benefit for what we have fought and struggled for, and we're still left on the bottom. So it's very important for us to fight this good fight, as we say, because it is for our benefit. And I know a lot of time we get caught up in the funding, the money, the big name celebrities or people that come out of the woodwork when a event such as this occur. But we must remain steadfast and we must not be afraid to use the word black. We're black people. And there are just some truths out here that we have to be honest about. One thing I was listening to was something that Sandra Bland, Sandra Bland said. And we all know about her demise at the hand of those people who we pay. They, they get our money to pay these people that harm our people, black people. But she made some statements that I don't know if many of us have heard that were on her social media accounts that were very interesting and truthful. And I'm going to play just a little bit of it because I thought it was very accurate what she said. This is Sandra Bland. Today's Sandy speech is going to focus directly on my white people. White people. Yes, black people know that all lives matter. But what I need you guys to understand is that being a black person in America is very, very hard. Although you all love to say, oh, nobody should see race. People are the reason that racism is still alive. Well, what kind of people are the reason? Black racists have no power, whereas white racists do. They have power because they are in positions of control or they're in positions where they can influence the control over black people. Yes, that is very true. So to my friends who want to get on my videos and they're compl- they're upset about the picture that I posted, oh well, I will not apologize for it because at the moment, black lives matter. They matter. Our media is showing you, obviously they don't. So for y'all to can sit around and say all lives matter, I want you to go put it on a poster and stand out on a corner somewhere. If we can get enough white people to show that all lives matter, maybe they'll stop killing our black brothers. Because obviously that's what it's going to take for the white people to get up and get tired of black people saying black lives matter. So if y'all want it to stop, you get out there and do something about it. But what you're not going to do is get on my page with the foolishness. I am not a racist. I grew up in Villa Park, Illinois, was the only black girl on an all-white cheerleading squad. So I had to learn how to deal with and... Black people, you will not be successful in this world until you learn how to work with white people. But I want the white folks to really understand out there, black people are truly, we're doing doing as much as we can. And we can't help but get pissed off when we see situations where it's clear the black life didn't matter. But those of you questioning why was he running away, well, goddamn. Because in the news that we've seen as of late, you can stand there, surrender to the cops, and still be killed. Plain and simple. You might have a a, a black friend or two, and I'm not calling all white people racist because y'all not, but for the ones who want to get on my page talking about all lives matter, 
Show me in American history where all lives have mattered. Show me where there has been liberty and justice for all. Like that um, fucking Pledge of Allegiance we love to say. Excuse my French, because Sandy Speaks don't usually cuss. But white people, if all lives mattered, would there need to be a hashtag for black lives mattering? Think about that. Just truly think about that. I am into building up my kings and queens. So for me, black lives matter. And then subset, all lives matter. Take it or leave it. Sandy speaks. Get out of the car. Why am I... Sandra Bland on July 10th, 2015 was pulled over for a simple minor traffic violation and this sister ended up losing her life. Here's a little bit of the footage. You can hear the sound from the footage of this officer that pulled her over. Get out of the car. Why am I being apprehended? You just opened my car door. You just opened my car door. So you're going to get threatened and drag me out of my own car. Get out of the car. And then you're going to stop me. I will light you up. Get out. Wow. Now. Wow. Get out of the car. For a failure to signal. You're doing all of this for a failure to signal. Get over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take this to court. Let's do it. For a failure to signal. Yep. For a failure to signal. Get off the phone. On my school. Get off the phone. I'm not on the phone. I have a right to record. This is my property. This is my property. Sir? Put your phone down. Right now. Put your phone down. You're about to break my wrist. Can you stop? You are about to fucking break my wrist. Stop! Stop now! Stop it! Stop resisting, man. If you would stop, and I would tell you. Now stop! You are about to break me. You are about to break me. No, you are. You're making a round. Bland was arrested and charged for assaulting a police officer. And three days later, we she was found. We have to just these things over. We have to stop acting like they don't matter. And so Sandy is going to speak whenever I see something wrong. I thank you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate all of your support. And I hope you have a very blessed prosperous successful go out there and do something great today change your life even if it's just smiling at somebody love you guys now this is irony how does someone get pulled over for a minor traffic violation and wind up losing their lives these are issues that are just Things we can't sweep under the rug. Police officers are not trained to serve and protect everyone. It seems it's only certain people that they feel the need to serve and protect everybody else. Especially of a darker hue is looked at as immediately the enemy, the target. And we got to stop pretending like this isn't factual and actual.
I am aware that many black people today have friends that are not always black. They're different um, race than they are. But oftentimes this clouds our judgment when we're talking about racism. And we like to say that all white people are not racist. And I am not of that mindset because I do believe that all white people are racist, whether they know it or not. I think it's something that's deep within them. They may not practice it until they have to. Sometimes they don't even know themselves how deeply embedded that mindset is and we take that and because we want to be accepted by them we take that to heart and we really believe that most people are not racist i think most of them don't think they're racist but i think racism is very much a part of all of them now i'm not saying that they're acting on it every day but i do think it's a part of who they are in this society. I think it's embedded within them. That's part of that white privilege that we like to deny exists. If we were honest with ourselves and one another, we could speak this truthfully and actually find some common ground and resolve it. Because the best way to resolve anything is to admit to what is true. And I believe this to be true. And it's okay if you don't believe it. I can accept that. But my experience leads me to believe this. I believe that when they are not in the position of power, of authority, with a system backing them, and the circumstances change, I think that you will see all of it will come out of them. I think it's their nature. And I know though there are those who may disagree. But it's not racist when a black person say, I love me and my kind. It is only us. And nobody seems to understand this. It is only black people who are called racist when they love themselves. When they say they want to see more black people like themselves. They want to marry and procreate. I love black skin. I am not one of those who seek lighter or find it more attractive. I'm not one of those. I think that kinky hair that people complain about. I like it. And I love that if we want to straighten it, we can. If we want to curl it, I like that we are multifaceted in that manner. And it just shows the beauty. I love it when I see sisters um, using different techniques on the hair. I think they're very smart. <laughs> and it just, it amazes me sometimes things that our hair can do. Because we can have various textures on our hair. But back to what I was saying... It's difficult for many black people who are around white folks and see them doing what they consider to be good or nice things to say that they're racist or or to believe that it is within them. But it is within them. We have to be honest. 
If you are in a position where you have been given much and all around you is designed to assist you and give you the mindset that you're superior, you may not even realize that it's within you, but it is there. And oftentimes if you get them upset enough, it'll just come out of them naturally. What I'm talking about is that racist mindset that privilege they know and they are aware of it they hold it in their back pockets no all of them may not exhibit it and that's where we make our mistake as black people we assume this is my friend this is my co-worker she's so nice or he's so nice to me i could never imagine them being racist or behaving as we are we see other police officers and people in the world behaving but this stuff is in them it is there because it's been woven into this society even the very commercials that we see on tv and i struggle to find black people real black people and i'm not taking away from anybody that's mixed with black and white but as a black woman i want to see me I want to see little black children. I don't want to necessarily see mixed children or mixed women taking the place of an actual black woman. I'm okay with mixed people being on TV, but I don't want you giving them the title of black people. I think it takes away from our struggle and it takes away from what our children need to see in order to have the same self-esteem that they have. I don't think it's fair to us who also pay for services and we don't see ourselves represented with many of these agencies. I want to see a real black show. What I mean is I want to see a black woman, a black man, and black children. That doesn't mean you can't have other groups but i don't want to see all of my shows with a black man and a white woman or vice versa that's not appealing to me so i want to see something of substance i don't want every show to have one black character and surrounded by white people or mixed people to me that's offensive that's offensive to me and i think when we give other people the title of black woman when they're not actually completely black it takes away the jobs and the opportunities and the privilege of seeing ourselves in entertainment and art and this is by design this has never been a coincidence we like to think and accept that and add people to the blacklist because it makes us feel better about ourselves. But I want to see actual black people. I don't have a problem with you having mixed people or other races because that's what we see all day. But I want to see us. Many black people have studios and they are able to produce various shows But it seems when they produce shows today, I'm not seeing anything that is moral by my own standards. 
it's usually it's not family oriented i haven't found a show today that i feel comfortable honestly about sitting down watching with my babies now it's okay if you have a character that is not black to visit or go around but where are the shows that are centered around family and family values have we just given up on that i certainly haven't and i don't want to be led by what the world or society of those in power think is cool or cute because it's not cool or cute to me I want to see black people. I mean, I want to see real black men standing up. Because all black men are not interested in gangs, drugs, or having their pants hanging off their asses. That's not all black men. They're, these are not the black men in my life. All the ones I want in my life. So I want to see us represented. There are not a lot of hoodlums around me. I don't know very many hoodlums in my life. And that's my experience, and I'm sure others have had different experiences. But we need to have a variety. And what I see that is putting out, put out here for us to take as entertainment, there are so many subliminal messages that are just not good for us as black people. And it's not that we don't have the capacity or the funding. We just choose not to because sometimes we're on that. We want the money. We want the prestige. We want the attention. But we never think about the moral compass compass that is involved and should be involved. Because I'm about building black families and black lives. And improving and living it abundantly. And I think a lot of times we think that everybody wants to see some of the stuff that's out here. I don't, I don't, I can't even name a show that I watch consistently because it's so difficult to find something that's worth engaging in as a family. Even with cartoons, I have to constantly keep the remote, as I've said before. Because they're they're sending subliminal messages because they're encouraging bad behavior. And I don't think we are represented properly. And the only remedy for that is for us to provide what we need and what our children need. Sometimes it seems like black people don't understand. And this is just an observation. It's not necessarily true. This is my opinion. The importance of the next generation seeing themselves in a positive manner that we control our own narrative i don't care what society say is cool and what's in sometimes you got to take a bigger bolder stand and say this is what is better for the next generation of black people to be better to achieve more because we would like to see a better generation than us every family or group of people seek that or should be seeking that i'm not interested in clinging on to others at this point perhaps in the future we can do that right now i think it's more important for us to develop ourselves 
improve ourselves. I hear these silly men. If I had a dollar for every time I see a black man praise a white woman and put down a black woman in an effort to make himself feel like, oh, they want us. I can't help but think about the number of black men that actually lost their lives because of those black women, those white women who have told lies about them and on them that has caused their demise. And when I see and hear them putting down their natural partner, which, yes, a black woman was made to be with a black man. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can live in denial. That's your choice. But to hear, and sometimes I hear black women who are fed up saying, well, let's let them handle whatever issues that occur within the white supremacist society that causes them harm because they don't seem to understand the importance of the black woman within the black family nucleus. Black men have gone off course in many ways and I don't say that black women haven't because we have. But to hear and see the abundance of black men that are being negative or speaking negative and uplifting another race of people who are guilty of oppressing you is really, I mean, it speaks volumes as to your mindset and how you have been manipulated into accepting people who caused your very death. You now seek them out and praise them. It's like this phenomenon that needs to be explored. (laughs) It's sickening in a sense, but it shows that how deceptive the people that we are dealing with in positions of power. We don't even understand the depth of it. To hear someone who has been oppressed by the very people that you seek to procreate and marry and uplift, it is absolutely amazing. And I think it should be studied seriously. I find it a bit disgusting to in the least, it's like a what they call that syndrome where you've been captured, held hostage, raped, beaten, mistreated, but you fall in love with your oppressor, your oppressor or your murderer or your rapist. That's how I liken what I see today. And it's sickening, but sometimes it's funny. And at the same time, I'm thinking, how do I prevent the next generation of black men from becoming victims to this nonsense? It's sad is what it is. I I laugh sometimes because I, I think about Emmett Till. And I think of all the other black men that have faced death at the hands of and because of your oppressor's female 
And this is what you seek and praise. And you will put down these women that were having your back and riding with you and taking care of you when you were harmed. You would see them as your enemy. That amazes me to no end. And when I see our young men praising these females, it's sad, it's sickening, but it's funny. Because what's funny about it is how it happened right before our eyes. And we were never even aware that it was being done. And what I'm talking about is that conditioning that turned your son into a lover of his killers. <laughs> I mean, the very people that take their life. It's amazing and it's very deep when you think about how it happened. And that's how it is in this society. Racism is subtle, but it's everywhere and it's woven into everything. But we live in denial as black people as to how much it is in everything that we do and see. I can't help but see it every day. I'm, I think because I have come to a point in my life where it's just obvious to me. And everything that I'm watching and I'm observing and I'm hearing. And I try to express it to um, those that I care about. And I want those to go into the future loving, upholding, and being loyal to the black race of people. Because it's not racist to love your people or to love yourself. We are the only people, black people, who are called racist when you say, I love myself and I love my people. No other group is called racist. It's only us. And in that, that reasoning, that thought process, it says a lot about how we've been conditioned. Because we find it offensive to speak honestly about love for ourselves and people. That we are seeking things that are opposite of who and what you are as attractive. <laughs> It is so bad that when I'm listening as men talk, I'm reading between the lines. Because often when they talk about a woman being attractive, listen at some of the features. And I'm talking about black men. They just look and listen to what they are seeking or what they find attractive. Most of the things, I didn't say all. Most of the things that they find attractive has to do with your skin color, mostly. There's always an exception, but mostly. And it just goes to show how deep this is and how deep it goes and how much work we have to do on ourselves. And we got to stop saying, look at the number of white people and all the people those people that are walking with you in this protest doesn't necessarily mean that they support you they don't necessarily support you they are there they want to be a part of history but many of them don't actually believe that 
And we fool ourselves when we think they do. I just see a lot of black men want hugs. They want to be loved. It, it speaks volume. We are emotional. But we got to do some critical thinking at this point. This is deeper than the emotion of having somebody sit on their knee or get down on their knee. What that? What is that really representing when you get a police officer to get on his knee or hug you? It's an emotional thing, but it changes nothing. Because when they get up off their knees, those are the same ones that are going to go back to wherever police station or place they are. And they're going to continue their inhumane treatment of black-skinned people. So we got to get off this emotional roller coaster and thinking that because somebody hug you, kiss you, or speak nice words to you, that they care about you. There are a lot of wolves out here. There are a lot of wolves that are in sheep clothing. <laughs> and we have become victims to being accept wanting to be accepted by white culture or white people so we take any little gesture they give as oh they love us but if it were true you would not have to hashtag black lives matter you would not have to protest and we wouldn't be constantly brutalized by them or even discriminated against them. Sometimes I can go into doctor offices, I can go into stores, and I can see who's in charge by the people that are represented. And I can tell pretty much, and I'm, I'm just a person that observes things, people, events. That's what I do. It's just in me. And I can go into doctor's offices and I can tell who's in charge, who did the hiring. I can go into places and I can, you know, I can see where it's embedded in our society that we tend to ignore or deny. Because as black people, we'll go to a white doctor's office and everybody in there white and everybody come in there is black. And we wouldn't have a problem with that. Because we've been... We've adjusted to it and we just accept it and we don't give it a second thought. But I often wonder, what would it be like if we had our own doctor's office? Would you support them? I'm sure there are some now, but I mean even deeper, bigger than that. Why don't we have our own subdivisions? Not just the neighborhood that we said that's the black neighborhood because it's dilapidated, but decent areas that we've established for ourselves as black people where's our doctor's office where are our grocery stores and subdivisions that we develop exclusively for us there is nothing wrong with that and that's not racist because we in interact with white people every day but there is nothing wrong with having a love and a loyalty to your own people before everybody else because as black people, we're naturally compassionate people. But what I'm seeing is in this protest 
and it, and we need to protest this. But we're getting off message. We're letting emotions take over the purpose of it. And I just wanted to speak on that because to me, it's very important that we stay the course. We can't keep starting and stopping. There has to be real change within us in order to produce real change within this society in which we live. And for us to do that, we got to get off this emotional roller coaster. If there are people who want to support the movement, then by all means do so. But this must be something that is led and the narrative must be controlled by black people because any change has to come from us. We have to initiate it, initiate it. We have to be the leaders of the change that we desire. We got to learn to accept our own and to be ourselves, among ourselves, stop seeking love, appreciation, and acceptance from white people. And that's just the ins and the outs of it. Now, I support protesting and uprising against anything that's unfair against us or any people have the right and should fight for their own freedom, justice, equality, and liberation. It's the people that must do it. But we cannot allow others to intervene, change the narrative, or get us off of the goal that has been set. We have to remember what is the purpose of you being out there? What do you want? And how do you go about achieving it? And we can't let somebody's donation controls our control our action or somebody's kiss or a hug. That's not real change. Real change is what you can see in society, what you see on TV, what you see in commercials, what you hear on the radio, what you hear in conversation when you go to your job. That's how you know you've enacted real change. We haven't had that yet. We're just emotional at this point. And people know our nature. These people know us. They study us. They broke us from our natural behavior. They know us. We just have to learn ourselves and work on behalf of ourself, our kind. And there's nothing racist about that. At this time in America, what we're seeing is being shown to the world. And all around the world, all around the globe, there are other people that are using this to start a movement of their own, whether it's in support or they're dealing with um, the liberation of their own people. So it is very important that we handle this in a good manner. And that means staying the course. If we're not clear about what our agenda should be, perhaps we should review it. Because now I'm hearing unity. Unity for what? What are we unifying for? Originally, 
and consistently we should say that we are protesting the abuse abuse that black people have had to deal with dealing with white police officers it's bigger than white police officers because there are citizens out here Caucasians who believe they have the right to kill black people because they know the system is designed to set them free if they are charged and when they are charged so the system has to be totally redesigned or we must decide if we're going to separate and design our own system because it's rooted in racism and discrimination against black people. Now, I hear people asking about Minister Farrakhan. Minister Farrakhan has set an example and given us so much information. When I say us, I'm talking about the black nation of people. And black incorporates everybody from every aspect, from every nation or country, wherever you are, you are still black. Because all of us have the same origins, even though we're in different directions on the earth. Your latitude and longitude may be different, but we're one people, whether you accept that or not. But specifically here in America, we have some guidance that can be of assistance to us. And I just want to share with you some of the things Minister Farrakhan has shared that can be beneficial to all of us. He'll love one and hate the other. 
are so relevant today we have to always remember as I said before it is upon our shoulders to carry what it is the burden we've carried the burden now it's time for us to take the fight ourselves for the liberation of our people from tyranny it is upon us it's not anyone else that must do this on our behalf we have to do it for ourselves Now, any other person or group willing to assist, then that is fine. But that job is ours. We don't need white women standing or shielding black men. 
We need our black men to stand up and be the men God made you to be and take the fight. The demand for our liberation and freedom from being murdered and treated. Unkindly by our oppressors. This is our moment. This is our time as black people. And it's going to take us and us alone to do this job. Now, I want to know what you think about this subject. You can subscribe to this channel on Facebook. That's Discussions with Dina. You can follow me on Spotify. I am also on Google Play. And you can listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can like, you can share, and you can join me right back here Sunday at 2 p.m. when I am live. Now, when you're on YouTube, please remember to press the notification bell after you subscribe. This will allow you to be notified every time Discussions with Dina goes live. Now, I want to thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on Discussions with Dina.